0: You are listening to the IFH Podcast Network. For more amazing filmmaking and screenwriting podcasts, just go to ifhpodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to the Indie Film Hustle Podcast, episode number 709. The unread story is not a story. Ursula Gwyn. Audiobook. If you want to order it, just head over to www.filmbizbook.com. That's filmbizbook.com. Now, guys, I know many of us have heard of The Hero's Journey and The Writer's Journey that was popularized by Joseph Campbell and for our film industry by Chris Vogler. But today on the show, we have a different perspective on The Hero's Journey. We're going to be talking about The Virgin's Promise. Now, The Virgin Promise demystifies the complexity of archetypes and clearly outlines the steps of a virgin's journey to realize her dream. And the writer of that book, Kim Hudson, and I had a fantastic and really remarkable conversation about looking at the hero's journey from a female's perspective, about a female's character and what her journey goes through, which is very different than the hero's journey. And it's something that was so fresh and new. And I really had not heard this in story before. And it is fascinating to, to look at without question. So without any further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Kim Hudson. I'd like to welcome to the show, Kim Hudson. How are you doing, Kim?
1: I'm good. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so much for coming on the show. Like I was telling you earlier, uh, I I really love your your book because uh, and please remind me the name. I don't have it with me.
1: The Virgin's Promise.
0: The Virgin's Promise. Stories
1: of feminine, spiritual, and creative awakening, sexual awakening. <laughs> Obviously, we have to th- we have to throw in the sexual awakening. <laughs> yes. Um,
0: it, because it, it's interesting. You you really uh, kind of take the hero's journey, which is something that every screenwriter should know, even if they don't use it, they should know. But you turn it on its head a little bit and and look at it from a a feminine perspective. And I'm dying to kind of get into the weeds with you for it. But first, how did you get involved? And how did you get interested in writing a book like this? Because it really hasn't, if am I mistaken, there's no other book like this, right?
1: No, there isn't, which really surprises me. Um, the biggest thing is that that phrase, all story from all time is a hero's journey, has just embedded itself in people's psyche. So they're not really looking. They'll say, oh, well, there's the heroine. But no, that's that's the energy of a hero, a fear-based journey to conquer something, including your own fear, and and win the day. It's a very mm-hmm. externally focused story. And a heroine is just a woman doing that job. <laughs> mm-hmm, right. Whereas this one, this one is the exact opposite. This is about turning inward and awakening to your true potential, your, your sense of connection to who you are, what your talent is, what your sexual orientation is, something that's authentic about you. And then how do we go about first discovering that, growing it, and then bringing it to life? So, now what yeah, so, so, you Go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say I actually didn't answer your question. Okay, good. <laughs> How did I actually get there? How did mm-hmm. I I think, you know, I grew up uh I grew up in a in a family that highly um valued the masculine. And so I just tried to do everything I could. I played ice hockey, I became a geologist, I jumped out of helicopters in grizzly bear country, you know, like I was really giving uh-huh. her. <laughs> wow. And um even then, I started to recognize that when I was alone after the helicopter left, I did things in my own way. And I was actually good at finding patterns of mineralization, all those kinds of things, because I was trusting my intuition. I was going inward and, and discovering what would, where that would take me. I trusted walking into the unknown. And all of these things are parts of a virgin journey. And virgin, I always have to say this <laughs> if I had a dollar for every time, um, virgin is what I mean is the original meaning of it, which means to be a value, to seem for your value just for being yourself, like a virgin forest. It's commonly used in Jungian thought. So.
0: Not not as virgin as, as uh, in the 1980s uh, comedies.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not as like men can count on you haven't been taken before, you know?
0: Right, virgin kind of scenario.
1: Yeah, yeah. But it does actually mean, I mean, going from virgin to an active person and knowing sort of what you like and don't like, it actually is that. It's awakening to your sexual orientation. That's one of the most fundamental ways of finding your authentic self.
0: It's really interesting. It seems to me from just from the short conversation so far that it is an inward journey more than an outward journey. Uh without, exactly right. yeah, because the hero's journey is all about conquering the, the 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 dragon that is in the cave that is guarding the treasure, uh where this one is about conquering the the dragon inside of you and discovering who you really are, which is man, it's literally the flip side of the of the coin. Of the hero's journey
1: literally as a matter of fact as a hero you're conquering you're you're controlling you're taking control over something outside of you but actually the dragon inside you you're welcoming you're you're exploring what does it want me to know what's the you know it's the opposite in every fundamental way
0: um, I've said on the show many times. I'm surrounded by feminine energy constantly. I have no testosterone anywhere near me at any time. I have women. I've been around women my entire life. Single mother, the whole ball of wax. So uh, I understand more than most about feminine energy. Not anywhere near as much as obviously you, but I do. I do have a, a better take on it than most men do. And as a, I've I've grown older. What you're talking about is really interesting because I think at the beginning of a man's career or a man's life, a boy's life, we are about conquering. We are about showing physicality. We are about going and, and grabbing the 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 the, uh, the the gold or the treasure and bringing it back. That's and, right. Yeah, all of that kind of, you know, macho testosterone thing. But as you get older, you know, even the toughest guys that I know, you know, Navy SEALs and other people like that. They start to, when that's done, they start to look inward. And then the beginning of that journey starts at at a later time in a man's life. Again, very broad, broad spectrum I'm talking about here. Not everybody, but most. And it seems to me that a woman's journey, and please, please correct me, uh, seems to be more an inward journey at the beginning of her, her life, trying to figure herself out in the world. Is that a fair statement?
1: I would say there's definitely, and, and particularly today, that we're on this place where there's room for women to be themselves, mm-hmm. and yet there's still vestiges of, like, a dependent world. Think You get messages that, you know, either that you might, you have to be pleasing or that it's a male-dominated world and you have to sort of emulate men to get ahead in the world. Like, there's still those messages out there, so there is this, this starting out where you've feels that you're meant for something and it's in contrast to the environment that you're in and you mm-hmm. have to figure out a way to to go inward be strong enough in who you know you are and i call it a secret world like it's part of the story where you have to find a place where you you feel like you're you're surrounded by friends and that, that people want you to do well and then you can play you can make mistakes you can laugh you can step into the unknown and and then figure out what it what it needs from you or or what it has to offer so we still we have that when we're young but i would actually say at the time when like it's a circle
0: we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor and now back to the show
1: so you your children leave and suddenly all your roles have drifted away Mm -hmm. and you need to go back again you need to circle back and find out who am I now I'm not the same person that I was when I first discovered myself and Mm -hmm. you're sort of born again you're you're sort of learning again to to find out who this authentic person is today and and then be that person in the world so
0: let's talk about the actual journey of the Virgin our our, our archetypal um journey which in the hero's journey we all you know call to adventure and you know you know the point of no return and all these kind of terms that um Joseph Campbell so beautifully built out and then Chris Vogler uh, talked about it so beautifully for the film industry um what is what are those key points in in the virgin journey
1: okay i'll do my little party trick i think that in 5 minutes i can tell you a virgin story okay um and it can if you'll hold in your mind even something like joker or billy Elliot or coda um, black swan all of these are really great examples of mm-hmm. virgin story so i'm going to tell them in a certain order but one thing i've discovered is it's non-linear so you actually could tell these beats in any order but those beats will fundamentally be part of the journey okay the Virgin starts out in a dependent world where messages around her tell her how she should behave. But there's a price that she's paying. Either she's aware of it and, she, or, and she's hiding it or she's even asleep to her own potential. But she's paying a price for conformity until one day she gets this opportunity to shine, this little taste of what it would be like to be herself. And she takes it. She likes it. And it's usually almost this moment of alchemy where the dancer gets the shoes and just the putting them on seems to activate something or sexual orientation becomes clear because they take off their clothes and suddenly they know what they want. Um, so now that they know A little taste of it they want more so they create a secret world because they're not ready to blow up their dependent world these are actually their their family their home life so what they do is they create a secret world so they can go back and forth between the two and then the secret world as i mentioned they're learning to become more connected and playing with what it might look like and they've got friends they can make mistakes but that going back and forth is crucial they they're learning the contrast between what they think they want their life to be and what their life is and why those differences have to exist. And they're kind of building a bridge until one day they start to expand to the point where they just can't stay contained. And the two collide, their two worlds, their dependent world and their world, collide and form one. And the kingdom goes into chaos. A lot of pent up energy, there's synchronicities that have been held together. Suddenly there's permission and things start blowing up. Um, But There's this moment where she recognizes, because of all that back and forth, that she can give up the belief that she had to behave that way she did in her dependent world. She gives up the belief that was keeping her stuck. But that's not the same as going forward in a new life. So now she's wandering in the wilderness. She's trying to figure out, well, I could go back and take everybody out of their pain, all this chaos, but with the full knowledge of that, I actually have more potential than that. Or she could go forward, but there's no tangible proof that she could make a life. But she chooses her life because it's not really living unless she chooses to be herself in the the world. But when she makes herself visible, someone, and it even could be herself, decides that is worth protecting, valuing. And I call it the the reorder or the rescue. And so the world reorders so that there's a place for her to be in her natural shining form. And the amazing thing is the kingdom discovers that it needed what the virgin had to bring. Either there's now unconditional love in the world or there is, um, a new talent that she brought that, that has offered something new to the world and, and it's better off. We often do a montage here. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the virgin story
0: so that's interesting it's 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 a fascinating way of looking at it because as you were talking about it i'm trying to go through movies in my head i'm like where is like you know my computer is like like trying to figure out where you can place these because the hero's journey there's a thousand of them but but this is interesting but you said the word joker so this doesn't particularly have to be a feminine heroine it could be male because it seems like it's an again an internal journey it seems as you were explaining it almost almost spiritual in nature uh in the in the way that it you're trying to find the authentic voice in you so like if you really if you're Billy Elliot all I want to do is dance but the world around me doesn't allow me to do that so then so it sounds like okay yeah. Billy Elliot I get but Joker is a really dark version of that so can we break down because jo- Joker's a very popular movie it was i love Joker yeah. it's one, of, one of the best movies of that year um and arguably of this last decade can we kind of break down Joker and kind of like go beat by beat a little bit with that? Is that? Are you are you able to do that? Do you remember that's, Joker that's,
1: well enough? Well, God, I'm, I think I've written a blog on that. But, um, you know, I was really hesitant to watch Joker. I can't watch horror. It like gets into me and I never can forget it. Sure. <laughs> never be alone again kind of thing. Um, but once I watched it, that is such a spectacularly well-written oh, movie. So Everything good. that's in the background is telling you that dependent world. You listen to what's happening on the radio and the interviews, and they're all saying the dependent world is that if you do well, then you get your just reward. And therefore, people who are not doing well don't deserve to do well. Either they didn't work hard enough or they like. So doing well means you deserve well, not doing well means you need to suffer. And that's, you know, so there's this guy and he's trying really hard to smile for his mother. And that's his dependent world, right? He's trying to like but it's it's forced because the world is not accepting him. And so he goes inward and he has this fantasy world and he, where this woman loves him and that's his secret world, right? And it actually starts, the two worlds collide where he actually um, starts being a joker in his real world. And that's when everything starts to blow up. And the thing about joker is that the secret world is not always as harmonious as I made it describe. It's his best way to make sense of the world he has around him. You know, it's his mind trying to help him to to Indeed. navigate this world. Yeah. yeah, but it's um it's harsh. But do you remember when he was sitting there talking with the counselor? And, oh, um, yes. and yeah, at, after when he's saying, you know, they you're like, he's being told you're not getting meds anymore and this and that and he goes do you notice you don't listen to me? And do you notice that you know, you're know you not doing any better off than I'm doing, like the system is not helping either of us? Well, that's his gives up what kept him stuck moment. He's like, mm-hmm. we don't have to conform and play our role in something that's actually not working for us. And um, so what would be other beats? because they're not in the in the order that's a great example of how things don't have to be well, in order. Well, I mean, order.
0: and then I think when I think if I remember correctly when he was on the subway for the first time and he he I think he shot those guys or something he yeah. there's a point where he crosses the line where that, that yes. it, it that, is a kind of point no return but it's like the flip side of that like there's a thing that he does that now he has to you can't go back to where it was. He can't, there's no way. He has to move forward that's on the true. journey.
1: Yeah, yeah. And when he chooses his light, it's kind of that awful moment where he, um, he's with the, the midget and the other guy, and right. he just beats the other guy to oblivion. Yes. And he's just like, you know what? I don't deserve this. And then he does it. And that's another thing about these stories is that they circle back again. So it happens again when they mock him on television basically chooses his light. He's like, you know, I'm mad as hell and I'm not gonna take it anymore. It's like I deserve respect. This whole model where just because I have a learning disability or I'm a I'm a secret because my father's an important man and he does and I'm an embarrassment, that does not make me deserve this kind of negative treatment. And he chooses his light. He says, I will not accept that. And even though at first he was actually just going to go out in a big bang and make everybody sorry. He ends up um, choosing his own life over somebody else.
0: And isn't it interesting that his choice, and this is, this is when you said the world reconforms around him, and, and spoiler alert, please, everyone stop listening or fast forward a few minutes, um, because I'm going to talk a little bit about the ending. But when he does all the things he does on the, the Robert De Niro Tonight Show thing, yeah, and he basically causes a riot. And yeah. the entire world is also like, yeah, we feel like you too. And all of a sudden it all just re- literally the world reforms around yeah. him and he becomes this leader, icon. Of, yeah. icon of this movement where he was truly just trying to do it for himself. But he realizes that, oh, I'm not alone. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. There's a lot of more, you know, messages in a bottle, if you will, out there.
1: Right. Which is his first moment of having a secret world where he's actually among friends, but it's like the big world, right? And he even says in his interview that I wasn't trying to save the world. I don't have some big mission here. Do I look like a guy who's got a plan? I'm just actually being myself, right? I'm just trying to be real here. And that turned out to be a guy in a Joker costume. <laughs> so and, and it, like, I'm going to take control of this.
0: And it's so interesting because talking about, you know, feminine energy and spirituality and sexual awakening, you yeah. don't think Joker. But, no. which, is, which is a fairly testosterone, he, I mean, there's a lot of testosterone in that movie, but he has a, he has a feminine energy to him because he's really yeah. struggling he's he's really just trying to figure things very out emotional very Im- I mean, jesus he's the joker i mean
1: very emotional yeah. like
0: he, yeah. he it's a, so it's a fascinating uh a study of of story structure looking at that because we'll talk about some other examples but joker is a fascinating one um yeah. because it is you know, something, it's something you don't think about yeah one
1: day i was listening to um the the whole story of frozen Mm -hmm. talking about same storyline but very different feel to it where the woman yeah yeah but you think about it what is it elsa i think it's elsa um that she has a power and she's told that it's evil and she has to keep it in and then she decides you know what i'm gonna let it go if you listen to the song let it go and sort of play the soundtrack or the, the track for we, we, I have Joker children. in your I have, mind.
0: I have children. I've yeah, listened to yeah. that song too much.
1: <laughs> yeah, a million times. But think about Joker, the movie Joker, and then Let It Go, the song. You put those two together and it's quite phenomenal. It The words speak to what he's trying to say in that movie wow do it. it's really fun <laughs>
0: that's pretty trippy i i, I everyone please let yeah. us know what you think if you, you could try l- p-
1: listen to let it
0: let it go while you're watching joker and see how it connects <laughs> it's like was it watching led zeppelin with the wizard of oz and everything clicks on yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly It's like the dark side of the moon or something like <laughs> that's hilarious now um can you can you talk about cuz on the hero's journey there are the archetypes the wizard the mm-hmm. trickster what are those in this journey
1: So I have this theory that there's basically three big archetypal journeys that we all have the potential to go on in our life I'm mm-hmm. I Think in my life, a well-lived journey, if my life will be a well-lived journey, I'll go through all three of them. And we actually can do them in a masculine and a feminine way. So the first is your relationship to self. And the hero is I, I, in relation to my fear of life, I can conquer it and I can go out and be active in the world. So that's my relationship to self in a masculine way. And then in a feminine way, it's I learn how to turn the camera inwards and how to bring something authentic about myself into a physical form, almost like alchemy. So those are both a relationship to self. The next is, how do I cross the distance distance between me and somebody who is not me? And that's that relationship to another person. And how do I maintain myself and still respect somebody who's different from me? And that would be the The warrior king and the mother goddess and then the last one is this ultimate recognition that we are a part of a cosmos of of a bigger picture and for the masculine that would be the um the mentor you know the philanthropist this idea that i know i'm going to die and i'm going to pass on my knowledge so that There's a benefit from generation to generation. So it's it's this very concrete recognition that life is finite. And on the feminine side, it's the crone. It's the sense that that life is all about connection. And we're about to make a connection into the whole cosmos. So while you're still on the planet, you start to recognize that you can see the connections that other people might be missing and sort of like a trickster. You go in there and you mess with their lives a little bit just to get them on the track because you know that everything's connected and their connection to themselves is fundamental to everything else unfolding the way it's meant to.
0: I'm going to get a little deep here for a second, because as you were talking about that, it was very interesting because at the beginning of my career, uh, I went out to conquer. And I went out to go direct and I make movies and work hard and, and I worked my ass off for 20 odd years in, in, in the film industry, working in post-production and directing movies and commercials and music videos and things like that. And it was a very outward hero's journey. It was very out, 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 must conquer, 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 conquer. But then, which is what's interesting, I looked inward. When I was unhappy, I was lost for a little while. I opened up an olive oil company and a lot of people who listen to the show understand that's a whole other story. Uh, So I got a little lost and then I looked inward. And when I looked inward, I said, "Hmm, I need to bring out my authentic self and help the world. And that's when I launched the show. Uh, The indie film hustle shows first and then the bulletproof screenwriting afterwards, but i launched that show. And by being my authentic self, very much like the Joker, not trying to do anything other than just try to help, whoever listened, it grew into where we are today and is where I found my true happiness. Even though I still enjoy going out and directing in the external, my true happiness is here, talking to you, sharing information. That's a completely inward spiritual, almost look inside of what I'm doing. Does that make sense yeah. in, in the journey for you?
1: Absolutely, yeah. And, and I find that there's two fundamentally different understandings of power and you you touched on them there. When you're in the hero mode, it's to assert your will even against resistance. That means oh. hard work, long hours, overcoming obstacles. But in a virgin world, power comes from knowing yourself and then bringing that self into life and then supporting others in doing the same. and it's it's extremely powerful,
0: oh my God. it's been I mean, it's so powerful, in fact that in the in the time period where I was doing the external hero's journey, let's say, uh, I would have killed to have access to the people that I get access to now, or who reach out to me now. It's fascinating. I have Oscar winners, and I have legends, and people in the film industry who want to be on my show. And I'm like, and I I sit back sometime. I'm like, isn't this interesting? How this is this whole story has turned its head. If you would have told me. 10 15 years ago this would be the way you know you know I would be able to do in. things in is the key it's not out it's in and again yeah. when i was saying earlier the out is a very young man's energy it's the warrior in us we need to go out and conquer yeah. and i forgot there's four stages of Development, the warrior, the teacher—I forgot the four, but there's there's these four archetypes that someone, someone much more intelligent than I, someone
1: else is not, yeah,
0: said said these four things, and I was like, oh, that's so true, because when you're young, you're a warrior, you go out to try to conquer, to to show off Mm -hmm. physicality, but as the years go on the physicality starts to go in and you start to go inward and you want to become the teacher or the mentor or the, and another thing, and there's a couple other, the other two stages, but it's so true, but it, it's so powerful that now by going inward, coming out, being authentic and trying to help others is when all of the things that I was kind of looking for in the warrior journey is now literally handed to me on a plate where I can, you know, I make right. relations. It's just interesting. It's just fascinating. Hopefully, yeah. people listening, this is a little bit more of a philosophical, spiritual, and screenwriting conversation. But it's so true. Any good? The the reason why the yeah. hero's journey connects with so many people, it is a metaphor for life. We all go through a hero's journey at one point or another.
1: Absolutely. We need to do both. Like I am never going to say that the Virgin's Promise is a better story than the hero's journey. It's um, you know, in life. We need to do both you like there are things to be afraid of we do need to like set a goal plan to not fall into every pitfall that you know life is offering and you have to like you have to save for a rainy day you know all these things that that give us comfort and safety Um, yeah and and, and it's not not everything
0: no it's not everything you're right and again as you get older you realize that that the hero's journey is not Mm -hmm. everything and this inward journey is the journey that is much more powerful, much more powerful because it's and tapping into and yet, huh?
1: yeah, and yet so underrecognized. People often think, "Oh, I have to have a plan. I have to like, I'll never have any power." And and because this is such a almost a, a power of humility. In other words, by the more you're you're doing and offering what you truly love, it's contagious and it draws people into you that want similar things or that can, um, feel inspired by you. And then you get inspired back.
0: We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show.
1: It always gives these unexpected gifts.
0: And it's so interesting because I, a lot of screenwriters ask me, you know, what do I do to, make it into business what do i like what's the secret sauce and i go you are if you can tap into your authentic self and speak authentically through your writing there's nobody in the world that could compete with you because no one can be you and if you study and and i've had the pleasure of talking to many of these these really great writers they're all authentic to who they are tarantino is are authentic to himself. Nolan is authentic to himself. Edgar Wright is authentic to himself. Eric Roth is authentic. they're very authentic to their where it's coming from. And Mm-hmm. That's something so hard to grasp when you're younger, when you're starting out. They're like, "No, no, I have to try to be someone else that's successful." And I go, "No, the thing that makes you successful is being you." And it's scary and terrifying to be you in the in the world, it's as so the vulnerable. Joker, sh- as the Joker showed
1: us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, one of the things the screenwriting advice that it really bothers me is that you need to have constant crisis that you have to have ever bigger obstacles to overcome and people think that it's not an interesting story if you're not constantly showing this this fear and really this inward story is the quest for love and love is not always euphoria you know like there's heartbreak and there's all these things but you fall in deeper into them these are not obstacles to overcome except for things that you need to explore you know like you don't fight back and push away you actually go okay i'm curious about that and and the screen should spend time looking at a person's face and figuring out you know are they are they wandering in the wilderness are they giving up the, the old belief making room for something new you know like these things are are the challenge and we want to see people feeling joy and and finding their moment and you know it's like about a boy when he stands on the stage and you know little miss sunshine when the whole family gets up there cuz gladys i think yesterday you know she wants to do a strip song you know so <laughs> you know it's these there's you know it's so good it's and it has nothing to do with conquering some sort of you know or achieving a goal it's about being in the moment and feeling passion and standing up for something
0: well it's story is about conflict but it doesn't have to be external conflict it could be internal conflict and internal journey that has to go through and there is i mean so if we analyze and i know what you were saying like you have to have conflict all the time well interesting situations happen when there is a barrier to break through okay. so if you don't have a barrier to break through and that could be an internal yes. barrier it absolutely could be an internal barrier yes. you look at little miss sunshine uh as a great such a great movie. I have to watch that again. I actually yeah. um, I, I talked to my I was talking to my wife last night, like, we gotta watch Louis Sanchez. I don't remember it as well as I, I remember the ending. <laughs> so good. But um yeah, but that was there was it, some external conflict there, if I remember correctly, but it was truly about her and her journey to to express who she truly was. As insane as that <laughs>
1: that end yeah. sequence is. But also it was about the dad. Who yeah. had this belief that he had to be conquering the outside world, and right. when he was finally authentic in his love for his daughter, he was humanized. He brought his whole family together, and that turned out to be way more important than anything else he was trying to do.
0: Which is the the the, the moral of that story is is like when you are able to touch the inner world and be authentic to yourself. I, I, I mean it's funny because I've always told this joke is like, as you get older, you give less of a crap about what other people think. Like when you're younger, you were like, Oh my God, what is, what is anyone going to think? Like my daughters are terrified of what I do in public. And I'm like, Oh, this is so much fun. So I try to embarrass them as much as possible. Uh, But as you get older, you you know, when you get to the seventies, eighties, and you see the old man without a shirt on in his flip-flops and his long and his underwear going out to get the get the mail and he doesn't care at all that's the other extreme of that scenario he is arguably very authentic
1: to who he is he yes yeah right am i wrong and he's he really no figured mask. out what really matters <laughs> in his world yeah. he
0: his mask is gone he i mean this is an extreme version but his mask is gone yeah. and, and, you know, all the stuff that we put on, like the, 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 suits or the, the armor, if you will, to go out, he is literally out there. <laughs>
1: he's yeah. Got the, yeah. He's no, got the in Wyatt. my world, he's, uh-huh. yeah. In my world, he's a Chrome. He's yes. the one that's like showing us that really does that matter? And, you know, like really, you know, think about what you're thinking matters so much and know that you could just be free and everything is connected.
0: <laughs> so there's there's certain characters, um like I know you mentioned in your book, like the whore and the, the ver, like the act, the virgin, virgin, and the femme fatale. Can you like I, when w- I was thinking, of like Pretty Woman is Pretty Woman an example? Is is there versions of that in Pretty Woman, or is it very similar to just a hero's journey?
1: Oh, I think Pretty Woman is is a very much a virgin story. Okay, she she believes she's only worthy of bums. And then through this sexual experience, um, she discovers that she has a talent for business and and she's interested in something and she wants more for herself out of life. So it's to me, it's absolutely a virgin story. Um, and really, the only the the shadow side of the virgin is when she herself becomes disconnected from her value. That's that's what the whore is basically where she has lost her sense that she is intrinsically worthy of love. And mm-hmm. so then she doesn't take care of herself in the world. Um, and it's it's again, it's an internal mentality that, that reflects in the way she's presenting herself. Um, and sometimes it's because the environment has so consistently shown she's of no value that it sinks in. And that disconnection needs to be reversed and turned into reconnection. So, uh that? Well, I was just going to say it's the same for the femme fatale, in that if that's that's the second journey of the feminine, where she needs to cross the distance between herself and another person, and she's lost herself, she's manipulating another person in order to have power in the world whereas she hasn't recognized that she has her own type of power and that she needs to bring that into her consciousness and then she can exist in the world the so other,
0: like a fatal attraction so like a, a fatal yeah. attraction let's say or basic instinct um, yeah. those two characters don't realize the that they're used-
1: indemnity.
0: Or double indemnity or dress to kill or any of these um these kind of these kind of characters who are using manipulation, using their sexuality, using other things to manipulate people because they have not again gone inward to understand. And something happened to them in childhood, something happened to them in the yeah. world. That 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 story, that's the narrative that they've built up. They're like, I've got to be this way to survive in the world. Is that a yeah. kind of
1: and it and it's And what it's done is that it's caused them to disconnect from the fact that they actually are powerful, that they have their own, you know, their own sense of love for themselves. And that could be enough. And that's what the story has to do is not um, get them to like, get some survival power. It's more like they need some love power. You're like, they need to bring that back to themselves. And then, They actually can cross from being the shadow side of the feminine to the light side of the feminine.
0: It's really, it's, I mean, I feel like this conversation is a therapy session for everyone listening because it's like really, (laughs) you're starting to like, you're like, we're doing inner work today, guys. Uh,
1: Yes. Well, that's the whole thing. (laughs) We're
0: doing some inner work. People are going to walk out of this, listening to this, like, Jesus, man, I got to do, I got to touch my my authentic self. I got to go inward. I got to, I got to go into that. Cave inside of me and fight the dragon to get through to get to the treasure to get it out into the world.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, my workshops people write to me and they say later, like, you know, I they don't have they say they don't have writer's block anymore because between the hero and the journey, there's always some structure to help them move forward. But the biggest thing is they recognize it in their life, they'll suddenly go, Oh my god, I'm wandering in the wilderness, you know, and I've had people really change their lives, like. And right now, it's like, okay, well, that's on you.
0: (laughs) I'm not, I'm just talking about movies here. I'm just talking about movies and stories. Yeah, exactly. That's that's, that's it. If you, I'm not a therapist. But, you know, a lot of the things that we're talking about is, I mean, a good story is an analogy for life and, and these, this inner story, which is why I still find this, this concept so fascinating. I mean, I've done 800 episodes. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. On both of my shows, over 800 episodes, and I've never had this conversation with every single great story guru, screenwriter you can imagine. No one's ever had, never come, uh, never approached story in this way before, and it's that's what's so fascinating about this conversation for me because. It is something that's just not talked about. It is not talked about. It is not. Yeah. It is not put out into the screenwriting universe. It is. It's you know the hero's journey. We're good. Chris and Joseph Campbell yeah. have done a fantastic job. <laughs> yes, they've good, good PR. Yeah, <laughs> great PR between Star Wars and, yeah. and with Joseph Campbell, yeah. and what Chris Vogler did. I mean, the hero's journey yeah. is everywhere. Yeah. Um, and I saved the cat and all of this stuff. But this inner. Yeah journey is interesting what other movies can you come up with that are great examples because I want the audience to really kind of have reference points
1: okay so Jojo Rabbit that's got the obvious secret world in it and he's fighting he's trying to conform to the Nazi ideal and it's just eventually not working for him he changes his clothing we can read we can see that dresses the part where he gets back to his mother and family so that's one um coda you know, that mm. was just fabulous. Her dependent world is like her non-hearing family needs her. And yet it's contrary to what she needs to do for herself. So that was a great one. Um, oh, good luck to you, Leo Grant. Did you see that uh, one? I did not see that it's, one. No. It's on Netflix. It's it's new. And it's um, Emma Thompson who hires a male prostitute yes. to yes, 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 yes. help her, you know, with an awakening. It's really good and it does follow the beats their secret world is in that hotel room um the wife where she her secret world is that she's a ghostwriter for her husband and the coming the clashing of the two worlds is at the very beginning where she has to be the dutiful wife when she her work is actually getting the nobel prize and that causes this this you know it's a fabulous fabulous story um god there's so many Brittany runs a marathon. Ladybird, yes. um, an education. Um, uh, oh, Black
0: Swan. You said Black Swan I, as well.
1: Black Swan definitely. Carrie. Um, there's one called uh, uh, Love, Honor, and Obey, which I. There's another one that I would never watch. Elliot Grove at mm-hmm. Dad said watch this, and I was like, okay. And I I watched like five and it's about it's about a home invasion, and a, and this couple that gets brutalized. But anyway, I watched it for five minutes and I turned it off. And then I was like, I am a professional. So I turned it back on. It's such a
0: story. These are actors. There's a director. There's lights. Yes. Come
1: on. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I tell you, it's a black, it's sort of a black comedy. And, and it's about a woman who is forced to recognize what she's accepting from her husband. Um, it, I, I don't want to give away too much, but it is a fantastic movie. Um, uh, sleeping with see. the enemy.
0: You remember the sleeping with the enemy? uh which was you know i
1: thought a long time ago yeah yeah. i
0: remember it just came to my head i was like maybe that's one as well
1: yeah well i mean it does make sense that there's a lot of um inner work beliefs that need to be let go to get away right it's Mm -hmm. that kind of a thing um virgin suicides um that's another one where the the mother has been so oppressive that they can't move forward the shape of water is a great oh, one yes yeah yeah it's fascinating Where that there's so just... many
0: there's so many examples like you're saying that's been oh,
1: la la our... land
0: oh god yeah la la land as well yeah trying to, mean... trying to
1: get her inner talent into the world
0: so so there's been so many examples that have been under our nose but no one's really ever called it out before, like, yeah, oh, this is, yeah, this is the story, guys. This
1: yeah, is the story. yeah, the pattern hasn't been described, but people, have, you see, the theory of archetypes is that it's in our unconscious that it's there for us to help navigate through life. Right. And Joseph Campbell made one visible, so it's a lot more you can get to it. And I made another one visible, so you know. And there's it's in my mind, there's four more, <laughs> so I'm working on those. Are you, are you
0: working on the other? You're working <laughs> yeah. on the other ones.
1: Yeah, yeah. My next one will be the how to cross the distance between you and somebody who is not you. Interesting. So the, the archetypes of marriage, really. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I have been married for a long yeah. time. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> no, well,
1: there's, okay. there's something
0: that, that the title of your book um, mentions sexual awakenings. And this is something I just wanted to kind of touch mm-hmm. on because those films, sometimes they're done perfectly and really well. Sometimes they're not, mm-hmm. they're approached at, you know, it, it, there's a male energy or, or, you know, it, it's just, it, yes. it's not done correctly. So can you give yeah. me an example of a good one and a bad one and the reason why it's good and the reason why it's bad, if you can?
1: Um, well, the 40 year old virgin actually is a great example of, of, <laughs> Delayed, and yeah, and then that final moment of awakening. It's and it and it actually follows all the beats. Um, another one that I've always loved is New Waterford Girl. It's mm-hmm. a Canadian film, and uh, yeah, she lives in a small town in Nova Scotia where you're very limited, and you should always stay on the island. And she wants to be an artist, so she fakes a pregnancy. She notices that pregnant girls get sent away and so she fakes a pregnancy and it's about her sexual awakening and her talent awakening and the whole community going crazy it's a really funny really good movie um yeah so once where what oh, broke back mountain another one where it's you know secret world and their clash and the what society expects from you and and never being able to overcome it it's, it's a very beautifully done um, the sexual awakening, um, you know, I don't really pay attention to the ones that are done really badly. I can It feels like <laughs> porn to me. <laughs> so I so, por- so porn, I porn not good.
0: So porn not a yeah. good example of. <laughs>
1: you know what? I would actually say there's there's. Female porn and there's male porn apparently, and male porn is just really about how can I get some excitement? Like it's just goal oriented, sure. which is um is not the same as a sexual awakening. To me, a sexual awakening is this recognition that we have the power within us for great joy.
0: So that's I'm trying, I'm t- and yeah, I'm trying to, yeah, we'll leave it there. But I'm just trying to think of in my head of like bad ones, and I'm I'm like if they're bad, they're generally Soft porn, <laughs> soft core yeah, porn, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> it's essentially. It's not, if it's done incorrectly, that's Ooh. basically. So if you see soft core porn, yeah. that's probably not the.
1: That's right. It's not a virgin's but, journey. <laughs>
0: but I, but I, but I like that it's you probably use the 40... male
1: gaze too. <laughs>
0: exactly. But i like, I like that you use the 40 year old virgin because that's a great example of a sexual awakening in a very obviously comedic way. But it was, yeah. I mean, he was a 40-year-old virgin and all the stuff that yeah. has to happen. And, and Jed Apatow yeah. does have, has he touches on, even in his comedies, he touches on inner stuff, funny people and a couple of his other films mm-hmm. touch on the inner uh, yeah. a yeah. lot in, this, in his work, I've noticed. Yeah. Even while they're being silly.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So um, you... Uh, Choosing her light, I saw that term in the book. What does that mean, choosing the light, choosing her light?
1: You know, this is saying that it doesn't really matter until it changes within her own heart. So, a person like Janice Joplin, you can have all of the glory, um but until you actually decide that you are intrinsically valuable and that you have the right to take up some space in the world and shine your light, it, you know, the it doesn't really affect your happiness. And it's, it starts with the, an individual person. You need to find your happiness and find your connection. And then like a drop of water, it starts to spread out to other people. So that beat chooses her light shows that it's, it's not about other people saying, Oh, wow, you're amazing. It's about you deciding that you are of value and really getting that sense of self esteem.
0: So that's interesting because in in Hollywood, um, you are surrounded by people going, you're great, you're beautiful, you're great. And yet we've all seen examples of people who were giant stars who either sabotaged themselves or God forbid, you know, took their life and they just couldn't yeah. choose their light. They couldn't allow it to, for whatever reason, if it's some pre-built glass ceiling that they put in their heads like I'm not worth this you know I mean John Belushi comes to mind you know who yeah number one album number one show number one movie in the in the world and he was depressed as all (laughs) hell we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor and now back to the show
1: right right the guy that was in Mark and Mindy.
0: Oh, well, yeah. Robin Williams. Well, Robin, Robin Williams, yeah. is a, I mean, he he had an illness. It was a mental, there was oh, a had an degenerative, yeah. degenerative thing that happened to his brain that caused him to oh, do that. Okay. But, um, mm. but yeah, but many of these, you know, and we've yeah. seen it, I mean, people.
1: So, you know what, Go ahead. what you were saying there is actually why that beat gives up what kept her stuck is so important. Because if you don't give up the old belief that told you you had to conform to that dependent world, then you have this constant dissidence that you're behaving in a way that's not in alignment with one of your, your beliefs. And that will always throw you off track. You'll always try and go back to be in alignment with that. So the Virgin's Journey notes that you have to have a moment where you consciously reflect and say, you know what? I don't actually still have to believe that it might have served me in the past, but now's the time to cue the music, let it go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think this is just time uh, for us to even say the yeah. word "let it go." Um, it, yeah. it's, it's so true because there are those limiting beliefs that we all live in. Now we're getting into the psychology and the Jungian yeah. uh, aspect of this of this uh, of this journey, but if you are told you're not worth it you're not that you could be the most beautiful human being on the planet uh gorgeous talented and we've seen these people we've we've seen these people yeah. self-destruct in front of our eyes uh anna nicole yeah. smith i remember i mean she had everything right. and she she did not feel worthy uh of this mm-hmm. fame and accolade she just couldn't deal with it and i mean whatever happened happened to her of course um and right. marilyn, monroe, well, marilyn monroe was a little different, but- yeah. Yeah, but do you, but there's just like but there's
1: still this, there was an element.
0: Well, she was Norma Jean. She was still she yeah. in her head. She was yeah. Norma Jean. She wasn't Marilyn Monroe. And yeah. to, to live up, I can't even imagine trying to live up to being Marilyn Monroe when she wasn't alive. Yeah. I mean, she was. Yeah. She was put up there as the, the the perfection of the female species. I mean, at the time. Right. Right. And, and right. How, who who can live Who can live with that kind of pressure? Um, so until yeah. it, it, you can break through those own limiting beliefs or stories that you're telling yourself, you doesn't matter what kind of success you have. If you can't find that and, light within you, you, you can't go forward.
1: Exactly. And, you know, people try and tell this story about becoming your authentic self and they just present obstacles and then a light went on and suddenly they were themselves, right? And it doesn't read true on the screen. We never really break it down and understand that there's a lot of stats, you know, like that you're facing the unknown, you have to cocoon for that. You can't, you it's it's too vulnerable to face criticism and you and you have to recognize what your your old belief was so that you can let it go. You have to consciously choose for yourself, that you're choosing your light, it doesn't matter if the rest of the world sees you as bright. You know, like there's all these steps that to writing that inner journey that we tend to kind of without a structure just gloss over it. And then suddenly she got better. You know, she's it. like,
0: boom, one day she just found her light and it's done. And now it's all, it's all, yeah, over. yeah. It, it's, there has to be scenes that they are consciously. Figuring that out in one way, shape, or form. And that's interesting. It's an interesting way to write it, it, make it interesting when you see that because it's inner work. So it's hard to put that on the screen. So there has to be. Yes. How would you do that? How would you do that? How would you? So give me an example.
1: I don't know if you ever did you ever see Ever After? Of course, it's a story. It's of, a yeah, yeah. Oh, you've got kids. Yeah. Um, so there's this moment where she's been to the ball and everything's blown up and she's just like, OK, it is what it is. I'm just going to work hard again. And she's talking to her stepmother and she says, was there ever a moment that you felt love for me because you're the only mother I've ever known? And her the stepmother says, how could I feel love for a pebble in my shoe? And then you see Drew Barrymore just Okay, I accept that. I've been trying to find love from somebody who will never love me. And and just in a look, she gives up what was keeping her stuck. She's she boldly asked the question. She got the answer and she accepted. And so a whole beat done in just a look.
0: That's a really interesting. That's really you are absolutely right. How many times have you gone to your parents looking for something or or gone to a a spouse or or a girlfriend or boyfriend? looking for something that they're just not going to give you ever yeah and yeah. and, and yeah. then you go oh okay i, I get to, it i get it now i need to move on it's okay now thank you for letting me off the hook
1: exactly exactly
0: <laughs> another movie yeah. came to mind enchanted um oh
1: yeah
0: that one is yeah. that that's a it's, if you start looking at that journey it's very inward like at, at first she's a cartoon yeah. princess and has to stick within the yeah. world of being a princess and slowly she starts to realize no i'm i'm worth it i'm not just ai am i'm a human being and i want to go do this and i want to go do that and she comes she awakens within herself
1: i have a full range of feelings and i want all of that authenticity to be in the world yeah and boy the Amy, if it, she just plays it so <laughs> deeply you know, somebody could have played that very superficially, surfici- but she got the whole virgin, you know, and if the actor gets it in their heart, it just flashes onto the screen. It's really yeah, it, quite something.
0: She should have gotten an Oscar for that performance. She was so yeah. good in that. She's, I mean, she's oh, an amazing okay. actress, but that she, was, she, is. Oh, she is. She's perfect. Um, now, tell me about you know, where can people find your book and the work that you're doing?
1: it's on amazon amazon both all the kinds uh it just recently got re-released i think so mm-hmm. that's nice um yeah it's through michael we productions and um
0: your website Your and where uh, people find you and your, your
1: story story archetypes.com is good. where my website is
0: that's yeah. a good url that's a good url to have
1: um and i'm
0: gonna ask you a few <laughs> questions i ask all of my guests what advice would you give okay. a screenwriter trying to break
1: into the business today? Uh, when we've been talking about, it, be authentic, yeah, <laughs> be authentic. embrace
0: your light is what yes. you're saying <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: embrace your, your light
0: yeah. um, now, what lesson took you the longest to learn, whether in the film industry or in life?
1: In life, and of course, me, it's in life. Um, so many. So let it go. I have a friend who's a a psychic who says she's never met somebody who hangs on to their pain so long. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm afraid this is my life lesson (laughs) gives up what kept you stuck. (laughs) (laughs) And three
0: of your favorite films of all time.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, Chocolat. Yes. Enchanted. And I'm gonna have to say Joker. Well, Or Parasite. They're both amazing. And they're all virgin stories.
0: (laughs) What an amazing collection of films. That's amazing. (laughs) Great, great collection. Uh, Kim, it has been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for putting this out in the world. And I'm going to do my darndest to get this information out to the screenwriting public. Because it's something that's just not talked about enough. And I think it's a new way to approach story. And uh, one last question. Can you have the hero journey and the virgin's journey overlap each other in the same story?
1: Yes. As a matter of fact, it's not a person, it's an energy. And that energy, the can the the hero or the virgin energy can pass through the same person. But if you want an example just if you were trying to like screenwriting figure out how do I put the two together and have the stories work frozen the two characters, Anna and Elsa. Anna's a hero, Elsa's a virgin, and they just you watch them connect with each other. The there are stages, the the rescue reorder, that's a place where the hero crosses over with the virgin story.
0: So is that, does it have to be two characters or can this be in the one, can this be in one character and do both?
1: It it can be both. Yeah. So, um, oh, there's tons where where the, well, uh, ever after she saves herself. Um, the original writing of, uh, of the, um, pretty woman, apparently she saved herself in the end and then he came back and <laughs> they rewrote that. Um, yes, but did. there's lots. <laughs> yeah. So you definitely, in, and we'll know this in our own lives, that you can be the hero in your own life and you definitely need to be in charge of your own virgin's journey.
0: We will leave it at that, Kim. Thank you so much for being on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and thank you again for the work that you're doing. Appreciate you.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. This was lovely.
0: I want to thank Kim so much for coming on the show and dropping her knowledge bombs on the tribe today. Thank you so much. If you want to get links to anything we spoke about in this episode, including how to pick up Kim's amazing book, The Virgin's Promise, head over to the show notes at indyfeelmuscle.com forward slash 709. And if you haven't already, please head over to filmmakingpodcast.com. Subscribe and leave a good review for the show. It really helps us out a lot, guys. Thank you again so much for listening, guys. As always, keep that hustle going. Keep that dream alive. Stay safe out there, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Indie Film Hustle Podcast at IndieFilmHustle.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-F-I-L-M-H-U-S-T-L-E.com.